Thanks for tuning in to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hey guys, it's Justin, aka Hambone. Just here to let you know a couple of things that we have going on with the channel. One, we have a Patreon. If you can and want to support us, you can do that. A little as a dollar, you can join the Discord. We also have a merch store where you can get some cool shirts, mugs, and stuff with all of our different shows and labels on there. And thank you for all of our supporters that have already been there with us. What is goes happening, everybody? It's your boy Ferris Madonna, and welcome to another edition of LGRN Reviews. This week we are reviewing John Wick 2 on the road to John Wick 4. But I am not alone, I'm never alone. I got my main man Alex with me. Alex, how are you, my brother? I'm doing good, man. Can you hear me well? I'm doing good. I can hear you very well. Sweet, awesome. Yeah, but before we get into the review, I just want to point out Justin did say in that video about our Patreon. If you want to join our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. We actually switched over to annual memberships, so you can do it annually instead of monthly if you guys want that. And I believe you save 10% if you do that. So make so if you want to switch over to the annual and save 10%, you can do that as well. As well as, like Justin said, uh, we, have four, we have four tiers. The dollar tier gets you into the Discord as well as our Patreon-only show, uh, LJ After Snark. Our $5 tier gets you unedited watch-alongs from our 10-plus patrons with us. Uh, and uh, entrance into the uh, um, fan, um, a couple pick'em leagues and Ma- March Madness and our ten dollar tier, we got our we we uh, we got our fantasy football tier as well as uh, um, we get to watch uh, the newest shows with us. Uh, we record them and then we release them. And then our fifteen dollar tier, uh, you get to dictate content on the channel. You are the producer. You are the executive. You request a video a month. Uh, we make that video with the top with that topic of your choice. You can be on it or you cannot be on it, your choice, as well as you get to cash in on an appearance on any of our shows once a month, time permitting, whenever everyone is free to do that. And on that note, that is it. But Alex, let's talk about it. John Wick 2. It just it just kept growing the world, it just kept growing John Wick. It Fun fact, actually, John Wick 2 takes place a week after John Wick 1. Less than a week. Alex, where were you when you watched this? How did you feel when you watched it? And do you still love it? Um, <clears throat> So I saw this in the theater and... Uh, awaiting the, I had a lot of anticipation going for this movie just because I really, I love the first one and I really wanted to see what they would do in this one. And um, from the trailer alone, it kind of gives us feel of like, yeah, they are expanding the world in new ways and there's going to be a little bit more gunplay, I think. And I was just like, you guys got me hooked. I, do, I got the ticket, man. And um, I was, I'll just say I I really enjoyed this movie, you know, mm-hmm. um, when I watched it. First yeah. time. Uh, but but you know what you know what I would love to you know what I enjoy more, Alex, than these what? movies? Mm-hmm. 
having the viewer like this video, subscribe to this channel, and yeah. hit that notification bell to get all the notifications for our videos when they go up. Uh, we're about at 815 subscribers on the OG channel. We're trying to get to 1,000 before the end of the year, so make sure to do that. Like and subscribe to this channel. Alex, um, I'm with you, man. Here's the thing. I have never seen a John Wick movie in theaters. Never seen them. Uh, John Wick 4 is going to be my first time. So I watched this movie. I think it was... Uh, I don't remember where where I don't remember where I watched it. I think it was some some I think it was on HBO maybe. It was either like HBO or or uh Peacock. I don't I don't know. I think it was on HBO or Netflix. I think it was on Netflix before HBO Max popped out and, and Peacock yeah. popped out. It was on Netflix. So I watched it on Netflix. And I'm just like, okay, the John Wick sequel, hell yeah. Awesome. I watched it. And it just was dope as hell, man. Just phenomenal. It the the action is increased. Um, it expanded the world. The reason the world wasn't expansive in the first one is because you just got a sliver of the world. He was only dealing with the Russian dude. That's it. Just them. And then and then this world it gets opened up to we go to Italy. There's this thing called the high table. There's Rome, this thing called yeah. Yeah, Rome, you, you, these things called markers. Um, you know, it's just all of that. And I'm just like, oh my, it was great world building. And I loved it. And I still oh, love it. Oh. I think this is one of the, oh. I think this is the best, one of the best action action franchises of all time. Because Keanu Reeves just goes, he, he loves it, man. Keanu, you know, when you, when you watch a movie, knowing that the main actor and the director love this and they put their heart and soul into it into making a good film mm -hmm. i think it was tremendous and i think the world building was pretty great pretty great yeah Can what do you think I, about the world building alex i i think i mean i i just wanted to say you know um would you like a wine tasting mr wick <laughs> yeah yeah no so, but here's the thing here's yeah. the thing when i just noticed this alex when when john is always leaving people he, it's always like well, you know what? Have a wonderful day, Mr. Wick. You know, like, like the, I pointed that out because Jules, the guy who runs the Continental in Rome, he, John rolls up to him and says, John? He calls him John, right? He calls him John. And then when, and then when John Wick is leaving the Continental, he says, well, you know what? Safe travels, Mr. Wick. So, like, when he's leaving, they show respect. But when, so, like, it's kind of, or it could not be respectful. It could just be in a way. It could be in a way of like playing it down because mm -hmm. you know. I guess after that interaction, you know, things didn't go well in that hotel lobby. Yeah, so I mean, there's that. Um, but the the world building itself in this uh, film does it in such a great way. Um, you get little tidbits here and there, and what I really liked about seeing, you know, from watching this film to the previous film, is that the previous film was you know more personal. It's very grounded. You got an inkling of what this world is going or, you know, is, is going to be because you don't even know if this movie, if that first one took off as the way it did mm -hmm. and we would get to where we are now. But this one really, you know, it goes almost worldwide and international in a sense, because you really only go to two locations. Um, but just just the world building alone is is 
I just have a lot of fun with these films because of that reason. And of course, we'll get into it, but the gunfu. The yeah. gunfu comes into play really heavily in this movie. Well, speaking of the gunfu, to prepare for this role, Keanu trained for three months. His training consists of judo, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, marksmanship, and driving. He retained the training from the original movie, but he had to relearn it and reach and and, and, and kind of practice makes permanent. You know, just keep redoing it, redoing it. And you see that in the gun fu where he's, you know, he's on the ground. He got people in triangle chokes. He's judo flipping people with guns, shooting people while they're while he's choking them out. He has a he has a man in a triangle choke and then he's choking him out. Holt takes his gun, shoots homie off the stairs and then shoots dude in the head and kills him in that in that scene at the museum. And so so he he's kind of learned that, learned how to do that. Um but now let's get down to the film, Alex. Let's talk about what we really are here for is the stars are Keanu Reeves, Common, uh, Ricardo Sarmaccio, who plays Santino D'Antonio, and Lawrence Fishburne, and, you know, Ian McShane as well. It made $171.5 million on a $40 million budget. Wow. $40 million. That's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, it, um, in this case, it's only Chad Stahelski who's directing it because David yeah. Leach has left the film. He went to uh, go do some things. Yeah, yeah. I think, he, I think he, he went to go do Atomic Blonde, Deadpool 2, Hobbs and Shaw, and Hobbs and Shaw, those three movies. So there's mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, but now Alex will talk about the actual movie. What is your favorite line? And is this movie more quotable than the other one? Um, you know, when you told me, uh, like when we were reviewing the first movie, I was, I kind of agree with you on the idea that it's not as, the first one was not as quotable. And uh, here, I don't think it is as quotable, but there is one quote that I think is, is, um, very prevalent. And it's the line where he's like, you want a war or you just want to give me a gun. And then Lawrence Fishburne follows it up by saying, Somebody, please get this, get this man, man a, gun. a gun. That that was that was a scene stealer. That yeah. was like a great you know line, and I think that would be up there as one of my favorite lines. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think this movie is seriously quotable. Mm -hmm. No, what do you think? No. And I agree with you. I don't think it's very quotable, but it has great lines, not quotable lines, just like good lines, like the Most first the, one. Yeah, like it's like it's like. Like when uh when Common meets John Wick in the he sees him he's like, How you doing, John? Cassian? You working yes. tonight? You working, John? Yeah. Yeah. You had a good night, John? Afraid so. <laughs> and then like they like and then like they run away, and then Cassian finds out he just killed uh he just killed um I don't Gianna. remember her name. Gina. Gianna, Gianna D'Antoni, he just killed her, and then all hell breaks loose. Um, it, it's it's a very serious film. It's like not a like it's not as an, it's a serious action film. Like there isn't like these are serious action films. You don't get a lot of quotable lines, and I'm fine with that because you get strong lines, strong lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, my my I think my favorite line was so um uh he's at the tailor. He's like the tailor's like, what material were you like, Mister Wick? Italian. And he's like Italian. The pants tapered. Lining 
Tactical. Tactical. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fun fact about the Taylor Alex, actually. Um, it's Pierce or uh, Fairowitz. Yes. No, no, it's not. That's the so, gun guy. That's the gun guy. Yeah. That's the gun guy. The character of the Italian Taylor is actually played by the actual costume designer of the John Wick films, Luca Mosca. Oh, wow. That's that's the real costume designer who's making the uh, costumes and the suits and all of that. That's really him. The the gun guy, there's actually a fun fact about the gun guy. The, um, the badge that he, he he's wearing, like that chain from John Wick, is actually a German anti-partisan guerrilla warfare badge awarded to German soldiers in World War II. They removed the swastika off of it and put a skull for the movie, you know. So there's wow. that. Okay. Yeah, it was. That's actually a fun fact about him. And you know what, bro? I love the Somalier. He's hella funny. I love him so much, bro. <laughs> he's he's great. He's like, he's like, I know you're a big fan of the German guns, but let me show you about the Australian Austrian variety. And the, yeah. he's like, um, the 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 Glock 36 and the Glock 24. And then and then and then he's like. And then, like that interaction's nice. I quite enjoyed that scene. But now let's get right into it, Alex. What's your favorite scene of the movie? Like, what's your favorite scene? Um, I would, um, you know, I get excited rewatching this movie. I've seen mm -hmm. this movie, I think at least now, probably three times. But I've seen the last. I think I've seen the first John Wick like four times, but. One scene I really get excited about watching is the catacomb scene. Mm. And um, I think that's like the biggest, that's the big action set piece. But um, I just really like from how everything starts, like for him going in the catacombs, setting mm. up, and then, you know, and then doing what he has to do. And then him having to, you know, navigate through there, shooting everyone up. And it's, it's a crazy ass scene. I love it. Yeah. I don't know about you. What, what what's your favorite scene, man? All right. So my favorite scene is Gianna's in the bathroom freshening up. And she's like like there there's she's she's looking at the mirror, right? Yeah. And the camera panning, and then it kind of like oh, turns, God. right? And then John just shows up. Yeah. Like a ghost, like pfft. I love that. It looked like it was a painting too. Yeah. If you, if yeah. you think about it, the way the composition of the frame yeah. was. And then them and then them together and that and they're talking. She was like, Well, you know, John, at one point I can I considered us friends. And he's like, I still do. He's like, he still thinks of her as a friend, but he knows the code. Markers yeah. have to be honored, and you don't do business on continental grounds. So you gotta do it, right? So she and she's like. Who, 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 who's markers? And she's, and he tells her, he's like, your brother. And she's like, she's shocked, but not like surprised. She's like, oh, you know, he actually did it kind of thing. And then she, she, she's like talking about like, well, how did he, why did you give him a marker? What's going on? And he's like, what's, what happened? Uh, and she's like, you know, he, he, you know, he, and then, and then she was like, who's this woman that has taken my own? You know, she's talking about Helen, right? Like the, his wife, because like he, yes. gave, he gave the mar he gave the marker to John so we can go be with Helen. So t technically, him being with Helen killed um, Gianna, and she's like, and he's like Helen. She's like Helen. Mm, okay, and then she gets in the hot she gets in the hot tub or like the bath, 
and she pulls out the knife and she cuts her wrists, right? And it's some gruesome stuff. Yeah. Gruesome. But then, because she holds it, right? She holds it and then she turns around and then she lets the blood flow all over her body. Like the blood just cascades down her body. Yeah. And I'm just like, like I'm just like thoroughly like freaked out a little. And then she like sits down in the in the bath and she says, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die on my own terms. Mm-hmm. And she's like bleeding out and she's bleeding out. And he, he John's holding her hand. So there's a theory on why is people people are like, why didn't John just let her bleed out? Like, why didn't he just let her bleed out? Why did he shoot her in the head? Like, why? What, what's the point? Someone yes. said the theory is because due to the fact that she's Catholic uh, and, you know, and religious, if you commit suicide like she did, she was going to, she doesn't go to heaven. Hmm. That's that's kind of one of the theories. But me, I think my theory is John needed to tell people that he shot her in the head because, like, he killed her. Like He needed he the her. credit. He needed the yeah, credit. He needed yeah. the credit. That's what I think. Or but like, people would just kind of be yeah. kind of like, people were trying to be like metaphorical and existential. Like, oh, you think it's that? Like, no, no, no. It's just, he just needs the credit. So he shot her in the head. So like, yeah. yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes because, you know, the monologue and then her saying, you're not going to kill me. I'm going to, I'm going to die on my own terms. And she does that. That was one of the, sure. that, was a, that was a great, that was a great thing. That was a great yeah. thing. To I will also say um, another great scene of mine, this movie. I love the opening of this movie. Oh, absolutely. With the car and him stopping that motorcyclist. And there is also that uh, projection that you see of Buster Keaton on the on the skyscraper yeah. when the film yeah. ends. And you even get to see in um, the third one, because I started watching the third one after seeing this one. Um, and in Times Square, on one of the, the Jumbotrons, they have like a little video of Buster Keaton sitting on like a, a train mm-hmm. as it's moving forward. So it's kind of paying homage to Buster Keaton, the fact that John and or Keanu Reeves is his own stunt man, and he does all mm-hmm. the stunts. And John Wick is inev- inevitably getting thrown everywhere, wherever he goes. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, the actually uh, speaking of fun fact about the the the, um, the stunts, Alex Keanu Reeves filmed about ninety five percent of the film stunts himself. The only stunts that he did not do are the ones in which John Wick gets hit by a car, and the one in which he falls down the stairs during the fight with Cassian. So when he gets hit by the car and falling down the steps, that's not Keanu Reeves. But 95% is still a pretty high number. Yeah. It's still a pretty high number. But now, Alex, let's get right into it. We we were talking about the characters, you know, the Taylor, the sommelier with guns. Who was your favorite character in this movie not named John Wick? Um, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, I, I like a lot of these characters. I just think there's just some mysticism about these films with the mm-hmm. world building and the characters themselves because you know that they ha- each and every one of them have history because mm-hmm. they refer to them to they refer to each other as if they've seen them but it's been a long time or whatnot. Um, so taking account in that and with the world building and everything like that, I I was real. I'm really curious about. I was really curious about Lawrence Fishburne's character and mm-hmm. also with the addition, the fact that him and uh, Keanu are reuniting. It's a Matrix reunion, you know, and um, who, who who would hate that? Like, come on, like you get Larry and Keanu together. I mean, come on. Like, how how bad are you going to get? I mean, at least you get Carrie Ann Moss in there, hopefully. But, you mm-hmm. know, 
That'll be, is, dude, if, you know, in, in John Wick 4, Carrie Moss shows up, you're like, bro, come on, give me this. Nice. I know. You got it. Nice. You got it. They got to do it. They have to do it. They yeah. have to. All right. What about you, man? What are some of your favorite characters? My Some of my favorite characters, um, it's Winston. Just the more uh, the, the, you get, you get more of Winston in number two. Yeah, you, you get do. more of him. And the scenes where he's like, who did you give a marker? Why'd you give him a marker? And he's like, it's my only, it's my only choice. He's like, oh, you know, you know, like Winston, right? And when, when, um, one of my, one of my other favorite scenes is, uh, when John walks in with the gun and, uh, Santonio, um, Santino yeah. is eating steak or whatever he's eating. I think he said duck he's fat like, or whatever. Yeah. yeah duck, some, like, and then, and then, and then Ian and Winston looks at him. He's like, he's like, he's like, please don't do it. He's like, John, please John, walk don't. away. Yeah. Don't do it. Please don't. Yeah. Jonathan walk away. And then when Santino says, yes, Jonathan walk. Boom. Cause only one person in these films call him Jonathan. Everyone calls him John. Everyone calls him John. John this, John that, John, John, John. But one person calls him Jonathan. Jonathan. And he's allowed to call him Jonathan. Yeah. And that's Winston. Mm-hmm. And like when 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 Santino called him Jonathan, boom, right away, death. You know what I mean? And, and it, it's kind of it kind of shows the relationship between him and Winston, where it's like, you're my you're my homie. You knew the rules, and you know I gotta abide by the rules. And Winston saying, "Oh my God, I have to excommunicate my friend." Oh no, yeah, it's done. And that Winston, yep. So Winston is one of my favorite, one of my favorite characters. Winston's a great character, and you know who? There's an actor in here that you know he kind of he appears here and there throughout the film. But he didn't really get the shine until very recently. And that's, um, you probably know his name. I, I, I can't pronounce it completely, but his first name, I think, is, is pronounced Chuck Woody. And he's, it's that um, it's the guy that works with Gianna. And he was in Peacemaker, and he's going to be in the new Guardians movie. Oh, Mr. Oconee. Yeah, Mr. Oconee. Yeah, Mr. Oconee. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I, I was like, oh, well, I didn't know he's in this movie. I literally, when I was watching that, I was like, I was like hey, it's the guy from Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. I got right away. I was like, it's him. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was really cool to see, you know, after rewatching this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think San Antonio, I think uh it the the first and <laughs> first Santino. and last name gets so it's so Santino easy. D'Antonio. D'Antonio, yeah. He called him San Antonio. <laughs> San Antonio. That's what we gotta call him now. We just yeah. gotta call him San Antonio. Call him San Antonio from now on. San Antonio yeah. got shot in the head. <laughs> San Antonio got shot, yeah. yeah. Not the Spurs, but you know. Yeah. Um no, but he he's a very interesting character because again he has a lot Greg. of history. He has a lot of history with John. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing with the marker, um, how I kind of saw all this and how it kind of unraveled was that like John came out of retirement, did his thing because they killed the dog that uh, it was a gift from his wife, mm-hmm. and the dude was like, mm, "He's back." Retirement, yeah. Let me. Uh, are you open? You got any jobs that you know maybe you could do for mm-hmm. me? And that's that's kind of how I see it. But there's also this other thing where like you help me with that impossible task. So I'm gonna need you need to uh do me a favor after mm-hmm. you did, you know. 
so they're on and so forth. Um, so I mean, yeah, I, I think it's. I'm surprised that we haven't seen him much in anything. I, I don't. Have you seen that actor? Anything recently? Santu- um, the guy uh, Ricardo. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let me look up his filmography. Actually, I don't think I've ever. Let me just look up John Wick too. Continue talking, Alex. Yeah. Uh, um, one more thing. No, 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 no. Let's move on. As I look up his his filmography, Alex. Um, what is your favorite action scene of the movie? Like we we know we talked about scenes, but what's your favorite action scene? Like a scene, just pure action. What is it? Oh, it's got it's it's the catacombs scene. It's the catacombs. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the build up for it, the music. It, it is. It's very similar to the red circle scene from the first movie, in my opinion. Um, but it kind of takes it to a new level. Um, I just, and there's also something really cool. Just, I think the cinematography is just so beautiful and the lighting mm-hmm. is incredible. Um, and it's hard to shoot movies in the dark, but they did it really well in this one. Um, and the, and I will say, uh, whenever John and he does this a lot in uh, this movie, and he did it some in the last movie, he'll like get to a spot where he'll like wrap his legs around someone's neck mm-hmm. and start shooting all the people around him, and then eventually shoot the guy he's holding on to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he does that all the time. But uh, man, when he got that shotgun and that uh, that AR man, he was blasting fools away. It was it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, um, Ricardo. Uh... Sacramoncio, Sacramoncio, he's done a lot of Italian movies and Italian stuff. I would assume, uh, yeah. Apparently, he was also in the, the TV show Master of None back in 2017. Yeah. Um, uh, with, with, with Aziz Ansari, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, so there's that's that. Aziz, yeah. Yeah, but he, he, he does, he's done a lot, but they're all like Italian stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, something you know we probably don't watch. So there's that. Yeah, yeah there's he some actors. He has 78 acting credits. Wow. I mean, there are a lot of actors that come into this franchise that are from a lot of these international film markets that are mm-hmm. usually big. I mean, this new one you're gonna, that's coming up, the fourth one, I mean, you got Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen, you know, has been making uh, like more prevalent roles in American cinema with like Star Wars and, you know, I think Ip, mm-hmm. Ip Man, you know, that's a big film for him. Donnie Yen's the man. Yeah, or even Mark Dacascos, uh in the third one. Oh, you know. I love Mark Dacascos. Yeah. So man. I mean, yeah, but that that the catacomb scene is was is probably my favorite action set piece. Um, I really like the first one, first opening with the with the car factory and everything. Peter Stormare, that that stuff was great. Speaking uh, of Peter Stormare, um, fun fact about Peter Stormare and his brother Vigo. Or on his yeah his brother uh um Vigo right yeah so Stormare and Nyquist are both Swedish yeah <laughs> and they're playing Russian mob brothers mm-hmm. and they're both from they're both from Sweden and it's hell it's very funny it's, it's kind of interesting yeah. that's actually one of my favorite scenes where where homies tell him like hey man what are we doing like what are we doing what's going on right now he's like and he tells him like oh the reason we're doing this is because my stupid nephew killed a dog. Killed a dog, and he's like, "All right," and took a car. He's like, "All right, man, let's then let's go, let's go. Whoever's this, let's go kill him." He's like, 
Do you know who car it is? It's like who? John Wick's car. Hmm. And the guy likes like his 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 henchman saw like, oh god, no. That build up when they oh, cut god. in between yeah. when he kept he snuck in that factory, he kicked the guy down the stairs, and then he grabbed he that like, guy by the face with a cigarette. Yeah, and he's like made him merge like, from the shadows. He's like, yeah. And that then shit was he's so like, awesome. like yeah. yeah was and so then awesome. and then and then the famous the, the famous story has been told twice in both movies. Like, I once pencil. saw a man. I once saw him kill two men with a pencil, with a bleeping pencil. And then in this movie, speaking of the action scenes, my favorite action scenes are actually connected because it's him going back to New York after they've opened. They've opened the after Santino's contract. opened the contract on him, the seven million. And back-to-back scenes of him trying to survive assassins, you know. And there's the big sumo assassin. Then there's the the, um, the the dudes at the at the train station where uh, he then kills both of them with a pencil. He kills, and then you see how he kills them with a pencil. And it was yeah. pretty nice. And it was then he crazy. and then he kills that the lady with the violin. Um, and it was just like him just surviving. Then him finally like going to a homeless man and falling asleep and said, "Take me to him." And then the and then the homeless dude shoots both dudes who were janitors, so that he was, was talking uh, some nonsense. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah man, like that that was really sweet." Yeah, that was yeah, pretty but... nice. Th- that was probably one of my favorite action scenes in the movie. Yeah, uh, I quite enjoyed that one. That was a the good train. The good train, movie. the train part too with Common. Yeah, and then he's like, you're, you're, "Yeah, your uh, the knife is in your aorta. If you pull it out, you will bleed out and die." Just consider that. The, a professional courtesy. courtesy. It's a callback. Yeah. It's yeah. a callback to, to when he was at the fighting with him down the stairs mm-hmm. into the continental. Yeah, that that was great. We haven't also mentioned uh, Ruby Rose too. Yeah, yeah. Character. The um, the mute assassin, um, kind of Santino's main bodyguard. Yeah. Um, what do you think about her? It was a very interesting character. I mean, I I like it when they uh, when there's films that kind of switch up how a character be utilized whether if it's they're deaf they're mute they're blind or or even if you know they have some other kind of capabilities um but i thought they utilized her pretty well um i think you know they could have gotten an actual you know uh deaf actress for the role uh-huh. but you know i think this she wasn't deaf no i know but yeah she was mute she was mute mute uh-huh. okay so yeah that sorry my ignorance um but no, I uh, no, but I thought she was yeah, she was great. And um, there's that also a great line in the movie. It's it's in the catacomb scene, mm-hmm. and John walks up and he's like, "Loose ends," and she was like, "Just one," and he's like, "Yeah,", yeah. <laughs> and then all the guts start blasting at him. He's like, "Oh shit, I gotta go back." <laughs> So yeah, I, I I love that part, but no, um, no, she was great. She was great in this. Mm-hmm. I here's the thing. I love this movie, man. I love this franchise. One, two, and three. I can't wait for four. I, you know, there's nothing. I'm, I'm trying to break down this movie. Like technically, technically, it's a phenomenally shot film. Chatowski did a great job shooting this film. Yeah, that scene in in the like the the scene I talked about in the bathroom where the camera kind of just like wipes the screen and John pops up like a ghost. That was a great decision because it makes, you know, it shows you how how gr- great of a, an assassin he is. You know what I mean? Him knowing the catacombs, him, you know, 
finding a way into the bathroom through security was pretty nice. Um, um, that last scene where everyone stops and looks at him. That was so weird. That was yeah. nice. That was awesome, right? So I guess he paid all of them to so be they're like, all assassins. Oh, they're all assassins. <laughs> so that was assassins. like a freaky moment. I mean, that mm -hmm. you you could have turned that and then like this is actually where this is actually part of the matrix or something. Mm -hmm. But no, they didn't do that. But no, that that was yeah, that was a crazy moment. And I I just love the ending of this movie too, where it just sets up this whole thing of this dude he's on the run now. Yeah, now, and my, my, I'll load that scene where he's like. Winston, tell them, tell them all. Whoever comes, I'll kill them. I'll kill, I'll them, kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> and then Winston's like, "Of course you I will. know. Yeah. Of course you. Yeah, he says, "Yeah." He says, "Of course you will." And he's smiling because yeah. he knows they're going to die. They're all going to die because John Wick is not a man to be trifled with. And you know what, Alex? I want to talk about the the, the main scene. When he shoots Santino on continental grounds, what did you think about that? Did you think he shouldn't have done it? Do you think he should have done it? What do you think was behind that? Like, what do you think? Well, I think leading up to the whole thing about how Santino blew up his house mm -hmm. and, you know, he's told him, there's this marker and you're going to, you need to do this favor for me. And John was like, no. So Santino blew up his blew up his house, and he went all he walked all the way to New York, which is crazy. And he talked to Winston. And he's like, "You didn't accept this marker. That would be considered by other people as death." And um, so then he goes to talk to Santino, and then he's like, "Do I really need to do this?" And he's like, "Yes, you need to, because you have that blood oath." And mm -hmm. but the thing is, John Wick's with John's dilemma is that, and this is how I would see it if I was him. You're either gonna people are gonna try to kill you, regardless. Where which way he goes, he's gonna people are gonna go after him, whether if he didn't accept his offer, or if he did, you know, you knew good and goddamn well that Santino is gonna come after him for losing. But should he have played the long game, or or you know, found a way to the, get him off of the continental grounds? That's the thing. Is like, that's the one criticism I think I have about this movie is. How how effective would Santino and what effect would he have as being ahead of the high table? They don't really explore that. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make it as like like I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back real quick. Um if you've seen Avengers Infinity War, we know how powerful Thanos is and mm -hmm. his urgency to get all the stones. And you know, as more and more stones as you get, the more powerful it becomes but you know how threatening he is. And so I felt like he didn't have much of a threatening idea. I thought John is the more threatening mm -hmm. character. You know what I mean? But what's the more threatening idea? I think what the film does is what happens after you break the rules, which is what he does in this movie. And I think a lot of films, you know, you gotta, you gotta break the rules to explain how it all works that that's essentially you know you got to break the vase to to build it back up and you know put pictures but here's the thing Alex. i don't think you know i think 
Because here's the thing. I think I think John sent a message saying I'm I I don't care. I'm done with this life. I'm willing to break the rules for you people to leave me alone. Yeah. Then the problem is he killed a high table member. And high table members, even though they don't they probably don't like Santino, but they have to protect the high table member because that means that shows people you cannot go after anyone in the high table. For sure. Yeah. You can't you can't come after us. You know, we can't have people out here murdering our members thinking thinking that's okay. We you know, yeah. all it takes is one person, right, Alex? You mm-hmm. one person kills a high table member, not anybody thinks they can kill a high table member, even though that high table member is John Wick. You know, people still get a little bold. So the high table's like we need to show them, especially the Kimura, that we do not play. And yeah. that's why the bounty was doubled to 14 million. Mm-hmm. Whoever kills John Wick gets 14 mil straight cash or gold or whatever. So he he it was just a big giant old middle finger to the the assassin establishment basically. Yeah. Like leave me alone. Like leave me alone. And I think I think Winston with him giving that him the head start it shows i think part of it shows him the respect that he has for john almost like mm-hmm. a sur- surrogate son but also there's that scene which i really like too is when um winston's talking to santino and he's like you put a contract on him even after he did what you were spo- what he you know what you wanted him to do mm-hmm. and uh, he was like you're doing you're making a huge mistake and i think he kind of you know disagree with santino but also you know he has to follow the rules as well winston mm-hmm. does so i think there's a little bit of like you know i think there's a little bit of heart when making that decision of like all right you get a little head start so you can run across new york and hide and uh you know wait for everyone to come and kill you you know what i mean so i, yeah, I, basically. I think that i mean did, did you kind of feel like that maybe they're it's that connection between them. Oh, absolutely, man. Winston's trying to protect his homie, mm-hmm. you know, but he also needs to protect his homie within the rules. He told Santino, he did your marker, he did your thing, and you tried to kill him afterwards. You stabbed the devil in the back. Yeah. This is not a regular human. What do you think is going to happen to you? He's going to mm-hmm. go after you. You're dead. Yeah. He just, he- so, but. But like that's why at the last moment Winston was like, okay, he's my friend. He's gonna listen to me. Let me tell him to not shoot this man on continental ground. He's like, Jonathan, don't do it. Walk away. But John was so far gone at that point. Yeah. He ain't listening. You're gonna get shot, homie. And that's what mm-hmm. happened. He got shot. He got yeah. shot. Also, I wanted to talk a little bit about not just that, but the Bowery King, Lawrence Fishburne's character. Yeah, let's talk about and it. it. And so I thought it was interesting also opening up that whole world where you have like a underground homeless shelter in New York city that kind of has its own organization. And he's kind of the leader of it Mm -hmm. um, where he's putting like microchips inside of pigeons, which I don't really understand what that's all about, but you know, well, well, pigeons can't be hacked and people need micro uh, as I think there were SD cards. You saw phones on the table. I think there were SD cards. Yeah. But I think they were taking them out of the phones and then put it like, it was, you know, that green, yeah, yeah. Um, that green stuff that's in the back of it. I think it was putting I, I think I think they're giving them new microchips. Hmm. 
Mm, like new maybe they're like hacked and maybe they're flying it out. I mean, kind of like what what they did in World War One, where they, you know, they flew pigeons across to send messages and stuff. So maybe it might be that kind of thing. Um, I thought it was just weird when it was like <laughs> seven bullets <laughs> for seven million, and you, you get a million dollars a bullet. It's like, well, John's probably he's gonna grab another gun from some some dude anyway. He he so. wasted the, those seven bullets real quick. But in a great way. Yeah. That is another great scene too. When he run, run it down real quick. Tell, tell him what happens. When so what goes. happens is John finally gets the gun from the Bowery King. He's finally helping him. My favorite thing when 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 uh when John's leaving the Bowery King stuff, he's like, he's like, You owe me. And John's like, Trust me, you don't want me to owe you. I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> I don't want yeah. you to owe me nothing. Yeah. And then and then so then John is making his way through. It's it's basically like the court. It was like the coronation for Santino's sister. And now it's a coronation for him. It was that at a museum too, which was, was that a, it was at an art museum. He's yeah. it's coronating him. It's his dad's art, and John finally like makes his way through the crowd, and and Santino sees John. And John everyone sees backs Santino. Up. Everyone backs it up. splits the sea, like it's yeah. like straight up it splits the sea, and someone pulls a gun, and then John pulls his gun. And rattles off seven headshots, bang, 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 like right away. And he's out of bullets because there's only seven bullets. Yeah. He then grabs one of the dead man's guns and shoots the other dudes. And Santino D'Antonio then runs away because, of course, you're going to run away because it's John Wick. Yeah. You don't want to die. So there's yeah. that's what happened. And then, and I also really like the scene too. And I'm just really fascinated with, um, because I mean, I'm not that much of an expert when it comes to filmmaking or whatever, but mm -hmm. I thought I, I just really think it's cool when people. I, I really like the set piece of the reflections of the soul when they're in that mm. whole big glass. Yeah, that was a great exhibit. scene. The mirror, the mirrors and stuff. Yeah, the lighting and everything, and just it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it kind of is a reminiscent to the scene in the Dark Knight Rise, Dark Knight Returns comic where you know batman's facing off the joker and he's in like mm -hmm. a house of glass so it's it's kind of like that but uh no I, I love that scene too um there's just so many great moments in action scenes in here that really uh step it up and i think what i've come down to the conclusion of after watching this is that um i think i i think i like the first one more but i like the action set pieces here more mm. I don't I don't know exactly how I would completely delineate it, but like I or fall or you know identify it, but I mean I love both of these movies. That's mm -hmm. that's just the bottom line. Yeah, you know, so. I think number two is very grandiose international, the catacombs, Rome. Uh and then you gotta go to New York, you know, like it kind of like and then like number three it kind of gets more and more grandiose. You go from like uh New York to Casablanca. So like it's becoming an international global thing. And you're just you're just increasing the world. The continental is now in two places, uh, New York and Rome. So like it's it's pretty dope. It's pretty On dope. A Forty million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Forty million dollar budget. I mean, it's hard to even I mean, I it it'd be even hard to do that with like that kind of money, but you know, they they did it, you know. And yeah, um, I think I think they, they didn't have a lot of extras or stunt people. So like you see like you know the the stunt people got shot in the head while while having beards on they probably told those dudes to shave that beard off and get back in the scene 
to kind of like recycle those people to save money that wise. Because I think I think Chad Stahelski said something about that because he has a group like had a group of a couple of stuntmen that they reused for the for the movie. For so a they, lot for David yeah. Leach's movies, I think. I think I don't know if this is true, but they both share the same kind of production house, the eighty seven productions. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, like Bullet Bullet Train. Yeah. Bullet Train was uh eighty seven productions, I'm pretty sure too. Mm-hmm. Um, which by the way, if you haven't seen Bullet Train, that movie's awesome too. This mm-hmm. that was directed by David Leach. Um, but yeah, they could even have beards so where they could like have like those little blood squibs. So mm-hmm. like whenever John like shoots them with a blank or something, they could squeeze it out and then fall over. Maybe something yeah. like that. But um, no, again, also I want to give credit to the music too. The music is awesome. When you go to Rome, they play the John Wick theme, but they do it with like a mandolin. And mm-hmm. it, I mean that that shit was epic in the concert. The um, concert was annoying though. I'm not gonna lie to you. That that shit was kind of annoying. Oh, you, I don't like. Yeah, that was kind of yeah. Yeah, the one where it was like the dubstep EDM part when he's like about the shoot when he's shooting everyone and when like he shoots the guy on stage. Remember, and everyone cheers. That was a, that was so crazy, and. And then when he went, he goes down the crowd and then all these guards are still coming at him. But it that that's my only thing is like, why, why does, why is everyone cheering? But I guess it's just because they're all part of the hitman, you know, organization, the assassin organization. Probably, probably. Yeah. Uh, but on that note, Alex, your overall thoughts on John Wick 2? Um, I think it's a really fun film to watch. I think the action scenes uh our step up from the first one um you know it, like ferris mentioned it goes international and it plays up and expands the world a lot more and um i you know after talking about it with you i think there are more quotes a lot more quotable lines in this movie than there are in the first one but uh, that's not to degrade the first film i just think you know there's a lot more character interactions and a little bit more dialogue but then again um Keanu Reeves is the best, and um, I think this movie just works on all cylinders, no pun intended. Well, actually, pun intended. All right. I love this movie, my overall thoughts, uh, and it's just, just great action, you know? Great action, solid dialogue. Not that, not like people like, oh, what do you mean dialogue? They didn't really talk much. Like, but they, when they talked, they talked, and they talked. The dialogue's very, here and there. The dialogue yeah, is yeah. here and there in these movies. Yeah. But it, what, it, it, it gets it's not, done. It's not trash dialogue. It's not cheesy or garbage. It's, it's, it fits the world. It fits the world. I think the only thing that made me laugh sometimes was uh, when, when, um, when Common is speaking Italian. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, that had me lied. So uh, I think it's like, you know, they just, they're just, they done fighting and they're at the bar and the bartender gives them the drinks and he's like, and John, John, John is like, grazie. And then, and then Common's like, grazie mille. And he said, yeah. they, they both say it in their low, like really deep voices. He's like, grazie mille. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I will say like the dialogue in this movie, and I don't want to cut you off from your overall thoughts, but. I think the dialogue in the world, you know, it does play into that mysticism where it's like if they don't give you a lot from telling no. you. It's and a granted, mysterious world. Yeah. And like, granted, like there was that scene in the beginning of the first movie that we talked about and you pointed out how like the dog, it showed how there was blood on the floor and it looked like the dog actually crawled to John instead of the guards picking him up. And put him. There's not a lot of that kind of storytelling going on in here. There's some moments, but mm-hmm. 
you know, the film doesn't, it's not mainly all for drama. It's not Shakespeare. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's action. It's, it's paying homage to international Asian cinema, uh, Hong Kong action cinema, while also integrating it with American cinema. And, um, you know, it, 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 it just plays it really well, in my opinion. Yeah. All right, what Alex. Gonna say? No, 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 you're good. I was actually going to say, Alex, where can people find you, my man? Oh, um, you can find me here at LGR Network. Mm -hmm. Just doing uh, views with uh, this fellow right here, Ferris Mathana. <laughs> yeah. I got you. Yep. Anything else, Alex? Nope. All right. Guys, I'm, I'm at Ferris going on Twitter. You can find me here on the Let's Get Ready Network channel reviewing shot movies tv shows you name it i may pop up on uh tuesdays at eight 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 o'clock eight o'clock pacific eight eight fifteen entertainment news break where alex is actually a producer you forgot to say that alex you're a producer yep. of the entertainment news break um so you i may pop up on there uh but i, I am also on the let's get ready network the highlights youtube channel our sports yep. channel uh we're actually moving our um our show uh, to Fridays in the coming weeks. Unfortunately, one of us got a, uh, fortunately, one of us got a job. Caleb got a job. So his nice. times has changed. So we're moving the show to Fridays at three. So there's that. Um, and on that note, everyone, thank you guys so much for listening to us talk about why we love John Wick. Um, we reviewed it. We talked about it. We love it. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful night. Stay safe, everyone. Oh, yeah. Thank you.